Hello and welcome to Twitter Travels for Pete, my adventure of meeting Pete Buttigieg supporters across the country. I'm your host, Sue Ann Rollins. Today, I'm not the one traveling. Someone else has been traveling. With me today is Elise, who is from Minnesota, a college student who goes to college in Grinnell, Iowa. But I wanted to talk to her because she has had some interesting experiences traveling first in Iowa this past summer as an intern, and then most recently in London, studying abroad and experience what's going on with the expat community there. Hi, Elise. Hello. We first met at a watch party when pa- uh, Pete was on the Fox, uh, Fox Town Hall, right, in May, and mm-hmm. we went to um, Katie and Kelly's house, right? Do you remember that I brought chili? I do remember that. It was very good chili. See, that's the way if you want to make a splash when you, you enter a room with all new people is to bring food. Right. Well, Elise just got back from London yesterday. Yes. Do you have a little bit of jet lag? Uh, more than a little bit, yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. But we're at her house now and the cat is walking around the table. So I hope that the listener can really feel that. Yes. That, that is making his mark on this kitchen table or dining room table. And mm-hmm. uh, he really wants to be in on the action. He wants to be civically engaged. So... We oh. want to encourage encourage that question mark. Um, of course, you would have a cat that would be civically engaged. <laughs> wow! Or he just wants to enjoy the big windows. I think is the bigger mm. <laughs> bigger factor. He wants mm. to be around me. He misses me. I miss him. Oh, so. okay. Well, first of all, I have to ask: What is your major at Grinnell, and yes. at what stage of your s- studying? Like what year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I uh, just finished the first semester of my junior year of college, my third year. Um, I uh, am a major in uh, gender, women's, and sexuality studies with a uh, concentration in technology studies, which is basically a computer science minor. Um, Yeah, I I knew that I wanted to major in that before I even entered college, which is quite unusual. Um, but Majored yeah. in both of those? You, want, you knew you wanted to do both of those? I knew I wanted to do the, uh, the gender studies. Um, the love for computer science happened once I got to college and took an intro class and really fell in love. So. Wow. You're going to yeah. be able to take on the world with, with both of those majors. Yeah. But uh, you, and you found Pete. When did you find Pete or find out about Pete? I, I think it was a little later than most. Um, it was pretty much right around the time he formally announced his candidacy because um, I'd sort of been in my college bubble, I think, you know, a little bit worried, more worried about my assignments than the news, um, for better or for worse. But uh, then my friend's rabbi, who's a gay, uh, um, uh, Rabbi Latz uh, from Shertikva, he posted um, something on Facebook about um, Pete announcing and, you know, seeing him up there with, you know, his husband Chastin and, um, you know, just seeing them like, like just kiss on stage and being so emotional about it because, you know, he's, he's like, I came out in the 80s, you know, and in the late 80s and when I was watching my, my friends die around me, I never thought I'd get to see this day. I never wow. thought I'd live to see a day like this. Um, and, you know, just for that alone, I was like, oh God, I got to check this guy out, you know. Um, that's so cool that we have a a gay man running for president. I didn't know that. Historic. Yeah. Um, and then I, you know, so I looked him up just sort of out of this like, you know, gay civic duty, I guess. (laughs) Um, then, you know, I looked into him and I was like, oh no, like this is exactly what we need right now. And it has nothing to do with his sexual orientation. He's brilliant and exactly what this country needs and exactly the kind of communicator this country needs. Like, oh, okay, so this is what we're doing. It's um, sort of immediate, right? Oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I listened to him uh, at that announcement thing, and it was just immediate from there, like, this is what we need. And uh, three days later, I was um, missing class to go see him speak. <laughs> oh, okay. Where where was he? So he must have um, been in Marshalltown. Okay, he was so in Marshalltown, which is 45 minutes north. Um, and I don't know if you remember... Um, that uh, town or that 
um, house party that he he did where there were the weird protesters who were wearing the devil costumes. Oh, okay. Um, that was that was the one that I was at. So um, they were protesting his homosexuality, yes. right? Okay. Yeah, it was. Um, and that was out. Was it? It was inside. It was. was yeah. So they meant it to be an inside house party, like you know, just you know, maybe thirty people inside of the house, you right. know, listening to, right. you know, meeting him one on one. It turned out to be more like a hundred people in their backyard, um, maybe more than that. It was it was jam packed. Um, you know, luckily they had a back patio that was raised, so that ended up being mm-hmm. more like a stage. Because I do remember a video of the the protesters, and I remembered that it was outside. Yeah. Okay, so you and had to go because Grinnell. That should have been an excused absence. Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I probably could have gotten back in in time, but I sort of chose to miss. Like, oh, stay after to. and meet meet Chastin. Are you kidding? How could you not I know. stay after? You met Chastin? I did. I did not meet Pete that time around because in in my head I was like, oh, I'm going to leave now and get to class in time. And uh, uh, I didn't. And I still didn't meet Pete. But I met him twice. So I think I'm okay. Okay. So seeing him in person really yeah. sealed the deal? or <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I wish I could remember those early days better. I think I'm probably misrepresenting exactly the timeline of when that happened. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. I mean, it was pretty much like at some point or another, a switch went off, and and it was I knew that this is what I had to do. Um, I actually had uh, plans for a different internship this summer um, before I found Pete. Like you know, it was signed, sealed, delivered. I was looking for apartments in New York um, by this point. I didn't know this. Yeah. Wow. Um, and it was like a dream internship. It was uh, with the Lesbian History Archives um, in New York, which is the largest archives of lesbian history in the world. Um, and it would have been just an absolute hoot. Um, but I knew I would forever, you know, it's like I love, you know, like history is interesting, but so is making it, you know? And you've, yeah, I feel like this is definitely history in the making yeah, right now. Exactly. And, and to feel that you could be a part of it. Yeah. And to have grandchildren, nieces, and nephews in the future say, tell me, what was it like? What was yeah. it like getting Pete elected? Yeah, yeah, and just to be like a participant in this moment in history, you know, because, you know, it's so much, like, this is the most important election of my lifetime, you know, I, I just, it is. And, and you're young, because yes. you just finished your junior year. Yeah. Uh, but it probably is the most yeah. important of your right. lifetime because we, we don't want to go through another time like this. No, so. I mean, it's it's one of those sort of, you know, turning points and mm-hmm. moments between eras, as Pete says. So on there. the page, we're on the edge of the page. Exactly. He hasn't yeah. said that lately, but oh, that just I gave know, me chills. I know, it's oh, that's beautiful. Tell us about your internship then in the summer. Yeah. What city in Iowa was? Uh, so I was in Grinnell, Iowa, which is where I go to, you know, college during the year. Um, I had a, uh, apartment, um, or it was like a house, you know, a room in a house, uh, sub subletting. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I started, um, I got there at the beginning of June, um, and stayed just sort of volunteering and, and trying to figure things out. Um, because Were I knew you a squatter. Squatter? Yeah. Well, you know, squatters just like squat at a, in a vacant property and say, I'm, I'm living here now. So you're like, I'm, I'm going to be an intern here. I'm, I'm going to be a volunteer. I'm going to be something. So yeah. I'm just going to come and I'm going to stay. Yeah, maybe a little <laughs> bit. Um, I had already applied for the internship and was sort of waiting to hear back and waiting yeah. for it to start once I did, in fact, get it. Um, but yeah, so it was going to start uh, at the beginning of... Uh, July, and so that's when I formally started. Um, it was a paid position, um, which was very nice. Um, and uh, yeah, I um, uh, had uh, uh, oh, my brain is jet lag. Fried. Everything, everything can be excused by jet lag. But, by jet lag, but yes. if I'm making mistakes, there's no excuse. So except uh, for I, I could have vicarious jet lag. Yeah, yeah. vicarious jet lag. It's like empathy. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, so with Grinnell, there was a paid like a organizer, yeah, and that, who organized all the interns. Yeah. Um, and because what I'd like to assume that this was going on across the state in the summer, getting uh, they were getting the toehold basically. Yeah, yeah. It was a lot ground. of um, you know, sort of early. Yeah, just like building up an organization. My. Um, uh, uh, I worked with a guy named Sully uh, Peterson Quinn. Um, he's now uh, in a 
higher up position. He's a regional organizing uh, director, a rod in Ames. Um, but at the time, he was uh, my my boss in uh, Grinnell, uh, Region Seven, uh, Rockus Caucus. Go go team. Pete. Okay, were you the only Rockus Caucus, or is everybody a Rockus? Everyone's caucus? a Rockus Caucus. Yeah, no. Oh I mean, I think or I think Region Seven. That was our team name. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Back when they were, there were five of us in Region Seven. Now I think it's like, I don't know, fifteen. I have no idea. I've lost track. But you got to experience starting it. All, yeah, you know, seeing what it's like to to, right. to get established. And did you have an office in Grinnell? We did Actually, not. Okay. We do now. Um, okay. Yeah, that got uh, opened up a couple months ago, just like a month or okay. two ago. Okay. So where did you meet then? Yeah, we um, met in the one coffee shop in town. There's um, only one coffee shop in Grinnell. Pretty much, yeah. It's mm-hmm. a, a, it a Saints cool. Rest. Yeah, okay. it is a very cool coffee shop. Um, but it was quite funny because that was our office, but it was also the office of every other campaign. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm envisioning this now. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah. So I remember one day in somewhere in July, I think it was, where uh, I walked in to my quote-unquote office uh, and as I walked in through the door, I waved hello to uh, the Kirsten Gillibrand uh, organizer. And then I waved hello to uh, Anderson, the uh, Kamala Harris organizer. And then I waved hello to the uh, you know two or three organizers and volunteers for the Warren campaign. Um, and then I you know turned again and waved hello to, um, oh geez, who else was there? I don't remember. Biden or Sanders team? Surprisingly not. Okay. Um, surprisingly or not, or not, not. surprising. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well. But that's interesting. Yeah. Because Cory Booker. Cory Booker. Okay. Yes, we did have some. And you all got Cory along. Booker. We did. We yeah. did. It was this, you know, it was very much this, uh, you know, ethos of Friendship 2020. Because a lot of them, I mean, I had friends who were there for the summer because that was my college town. Um, but for most of them, you know, they were all 20-somethings, you know. Um, from who knows what corners of you know the country, who were in Iowa for the first time, you know, for the probably the first time, and you know, so they sort of befriended each other because they didn't really know else who, who to befriend. <laughs> There's not a lot of twenty-somethings in Grinnell, Iowa, other than college so students. It's either college students or older people. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, uh, Grinnell, Iowa, is has the highest percentage of uh, AARP members in the state of Iowa. Uh, even our mayor lives in a retirement home. Okay, yeah. so so does the canvassing. So I'm assuming that's what you were, yeah, uh, commissioned to do. Yes, canvas. a lot of well, it was more relational organizing. You know, those early days, um, especially, we were just trying to build a um, base of like solid volunteers and uh, a base of, you know, support. Um, you know, sort of like our super vol- find our super volunteers. People How did like you, you find them? Like through the when people who re- responded to the website, or did you have signs up? And- yeah, um, it was a lot of you know going to different events, um, and I think and that was probably the particular, particularly what we were doing because you know like it's easier to find super volunteers when they sort of easily self-organize in bigger cities. But Grinnell is nine thousand people, and so you know basically everyone we. You know, like we we went to the Democratic Party meetings, but um, and met a lot of really good people there, um, who are really active now. Um, but then we also like, you know, just walked through farmers markets and, and talked to people and um, went to different Pride celebrations. And we're just trying to like increase. I I mean, I feel like, I mean, maybe this is a subjective opinion, but I feel like a lot of other cities were you know bigger cities in Iowa were already starting to, um, you know, assemble teams over the summer. Whereas I think for us, we were just trying to get people's names on our list um, more than anything else. Um, at least that's the sense that I got. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a lot of, you know, going, uh, you know, to, to parades and signing people up or, you know, like, you know, bringing the clipboard and, you know, hello, uh, nice to meet you. Have you heard of uh, Pete Buttigieg? He's a candidate for president of the United States. And they'd be like, no, I haven't. And I'd be like, well, great. Today's your lucky day. Blah, 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 blah. Um, so you might have been the first time they ever heard his name. Yes, because, a, a lot of times. Because yeah. um, that was in the summer, the July. Yeah, yeah. I mean, most people didn't weren't were not paying attention at that point. Um, maybe a little bit more so in Iowa, but even still, um, a lot of people weren't, uh, which was actually really fun in some regards. Um, even still, one of my favorite moments from the campaign um, was at uh, Cedar Rapids Pride. 
and um you know you'd go up and you know a lot of people would be like just you know there for the day you know whatever you introduce yourself you know you say you know hi like have you heard of Pete Buttigieg and they'd be like oh yeah I haven't no or no I mm-hmm. haven't um but you know at, at at Pride it's like you know you're introducing people to the first gay candidate like president of potential first gay president of the United States and these are LGBT, members of the LGBT community and being able to have that moment with them was really exciting and really um, special um, and in particular I'd, I'd sort of I don't want to say go out of my way but like a little bit go out of my way to to talk to you know people who I could tell like they weren't able to vote like they were too young um, but it was very clearly their first time at Pride and I wanted them to be able to remember their first pride by finding out about the candidate who potentially would become the first gay president. Yeah. I, and I thought that that would be a moment that I wanted to give them. And plus, yeah. Sorry, I know that's obviously it wasn't, you know, the best no, it, organizing it, it, strategy per se, but it, no, it but was... No, but Pete would say it is because he talks yeah, to... He, uh, you know, when they say, I know I'm, yeah. not, I'm not old enough to vote. Right. And Chai will say, yes, but you're very important. Exactly, yeah. I care what you think. And yeah. well, I don't know if he actually tells them that, but you know, you, know you, what you I have mean. parents. Yeah. It's a, yeah. And, and you have friends. And, right, of course. And like, you know, kids carry a, a moral weight, um, what they say. Um, because you know it's you it's, can't it's so pure. Yeah, um, you can't say you know like no, we're not gonna try keeping you safe at school. You know, oh, like yeah. that's that's a. I mean, oh, believe yeah. you me, people people do it, but like, <laughs> um, it's it's a much harder sell <laughs> than saying you're not gonna take care of adults. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and plus those those kids, if they're too young, they have friends, exactly. older friends, and, yeah, yeah. and brothers and parents. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's part of relational organizing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was, um, yeah. Um, so was that a month that you worked there? About uh, two and a half, two months, yeah. Oh, um, so was, all the way through August? Through, yeah, mid-August, yeah. Okay. Um, so it was pretty short. Um, yeah, so we did a lot in, in Cedar Rapids um, and like a little bit in Iowa City and Des Moines too. So it was not just within Grinnell. Um, but yeah, we get, went to, you know, 4th of July parades. We went to the, um, you know, we went to the, uh, uh, you know, Democratic Party meetings um, for the county, for Pauschy County. Uh, and then, uh, you know, we, we hosted a couple of, uh, quite a few events. Um, we had uh, Team Pete open hours at, uh, usually at the coffee shop. Um, otherwise, uh, well, the coffee shop closes, closed um uh, Saints Rest closes like at like five a lot of times. So, you know, a lot of people are still at work. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes we'd actually have it at the grocery store. <laughs> um, Fun. McNally's, um, <laughs> which has a set of tables uh, in the side. And so we'd, we'd, you know, plop down there with our, you know, Pete 2020 sign on the, on the table and, you know, just sort of wait for people to pass by. And if anyone came up to us, we'd talk to them and, you know, it'd be obviously on the organizing site, um, you know, an, an ad for it. And we'd, you know, promote it on, on the Pauschy County Democrats. So you uh, got page. some people that way? Yeah. Yeah. Quite a few. And, and some really cool, cool people too. Um, Cause you know, you really get to have like longer conversations in that, that setting. Um, I met a pair of Grinnell alumni who um, uh, are both pastors in Oklahoma and uh, they yeah came up and talked to us about um, Pete and how they really loved the way that he talks about um, you know the religious left and and talked about um, you know Christian values um, and taking care of people and um, we're really glad that that there was a camp you know a candidate that was um, promoting that ethos, um, and uh, so yeah, I think they 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 were. I was trying to help them set up pretty much what we have in Minnesota, but in Oklahoma, because Oklahoma is um, a Super Tuesday state, and so I was like, you know, well, shoot, like maybe they can, you know, do what, you know, create a create a team in in Oklahoma City, like we have in Minneapolis, which is, you know, like the team we've assembled in Minnesota mm-hmm. is incredible, yeah. and I just want to say wow, congratulations on that so um but yeah no that was one one person. oh i'm gonna have to check out on twitter i know tulsa yeah. for pete on twitter oh yeah yeah uh, oklahoma city well, yeah they're they're not next to each other but yeah they, they've probably seen each other somehow <laughs> yes. um and then uh uh 
I talked to like a former Republican um, who just talked our ear off about how much like he didn't like Trump. Well, it's so good to hear there are some like that, and I like oh, how Pete calls them future former Republicans. Yes. Yes. Oh, wow. I thought that was funny. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, like, you know, you would find just like the, the most diverse people who who were, you know, interested in hearing P- Pete's message. Like, um, I had a, uh, a one-on-one conversation with um, a, a uh, gentleman who is uh, a single father of like five kids, I think, um, and also uh, is a trucker and also is a veteran of uh, both the Navy and the Army, I think, um, and had been in, enrolled uh, uh, serving for like 14 years or something like that. And he, he, you know, was talking about how so many of his, you know, friends, uh, particularly, you know, at work, um, you know, were, were Trump, you know, Trump voters, um, but that he, you know, was trying to explain to them why, um, you know, a Democrat would be be great, but they they didn't particularly like the Democratic candidates. But he thought that that they would like Pete, so that was cool. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. And, and it's good to have those. Re- those are real stories, real people, yeah. and that really talking to them. Really uh, talking. And that's to them. what you don't see, you know, necessarily in the media. Yeah, exactly. And and I think, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of problems with the fact that Iowa is the state that goes first because it doesn't represent the demographics of the country, um, you know, but, and it has such an outsized influence. Um, but, but one thing that is, is very good about Iowa is that it is small and it is um, the kind of state where, you know, people really take civic responsibility seriously. And so, I mean, that does, that part really, you know, is great for, for getting candidates who, um, you know, might be really great for the country, but don't have as strong of a national profile. Like Pete, um, it's it's really helpful to have, you know, and also just for for the sake of escaping, um, you know, sort of our echo chambers and, and having real conversations with people who are very, very different than us. Um, you know, having, having a state like Iowa, like go first where people talk to each other and, and have those conversations in, you know, the one coffee shop in town, um, allows for, for sort of a more heart-to-heart, um, you know, political dialogue to her, which I really like. Which makes me think that people shouldn't discount the results of Iowa because those people have met the candidates. Yes, like they multiple really, times. Multiple times. They've met them, they've really gotten yes. to know them, and I've been to some of those smaller events, and it is a different thing. It's not a rally where everybody's you know, loves Pete, you know, they eventually are going to, but the, uh, a lot yeah. of them are, they're still deciding and they're just sitting there quietly and clapping quietly. And, you know, you can tell he has to earn it and he wants to earn their vote and he takes a lot of questions. And so the fact that that's happening across the state that you can think, you know, they've really evaluated. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. you know, some of the, the later states don't get to see the candidates at right. all. Yeah. No, I mean, like, you will find people in Iowa who said, who say, like, I mean, this is like frequent that I hear people say, oh, yeah, I really like, um, you know, whatever, so-and-so candidate, but I've never met them before. And so like they're like, I have I have to go, you know, find it, find an event to mm-hmm. meet them one on one before I will decide to caucus for them. Right. And it that's makes just a huge common. difference. Yeah. You know, that's like the common thing. Like I think somebody even said like somebody said, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, I really like Pete, but I've only met him for like four times. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. They're so met. They're so lucky. They're so lucky. They're so yeah. Lucky. Um, mm. it, it is um, very fun. Oh, I, right, I was going to complete my coffee shop story oh, about when more. I when I walked in and there was you know the Kirsten Gillibrand um, mm-hmm. uh, organizer, uh, the Kamala Harris organizer, um, you know the Elizabeth Warren organizers, the Cory Booker organizers, and then I walked past um, oh geez one of oh I wish I could this ruins the dramatic moment of my story. Um, it wasn't Jay Inslee. It was one of the other candidates who's dropped out since now. Mm-hmm. Um, who was the one who kept telling that Pete that like or people that like ideas were unrealistic or something like that? Um, oh, I should remember this. I'm, okay, it, you know if you I remember, ru- later. I walked past one of the candidates themselves. Uh. <laughs> is the point of the is the point of the story? And I didn't even know that they were going to be in Grinnell. And here but I was you recognized walking, walking past one of the presidential candidates. 
Um, and that's just what I was like, is it's just crawling with, with candidates right. and crawling with organizers and in I, a wonderful way. But And Iowans, yes. are, they just get used to it. They just they get just used like, to it. Oh, it's, hi. It's, it's, it's very <laughs> passe, yeah. <laughs> Who are you? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, then you went... You were finished with summer. Yeah, it was time to get back to your your schoolwork. Yeah. But, uh, luckily, you had something um, a little bit more interesting. Exciting. Interesting to get yeah. to transition to. Yeah. Study abroad. Yes. Um, yeah. So I the the transition time was really quite sad because like right as I was leaving was when Pete was sort of like you could tell that Iowa was building something amazing. Mm-hmm. You could tell that like the energy was building and the and the and the momentum was building and you know we were starting to, you know, just it was clear that like he was ga- you know really gaining this front runner status and 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 this you know that our organization was one of the strongest ones and and then it was like right when I was starting to see sort of our you know our groundwork pay off was when I had to leave <laughs> but uh but it was very exciting and I uh I left you know sometime in mid-August to go back home and pack up my stuff and then um by late August I had uh I had left for for London yeah um and so uh I got to uh London in August 26th I think and hello Zadimus how are you doing um my cat is on the table once again um, and you know it's because you've been gone for a I've long time, and yeah. now now you're you're back the first day. Yeah, he's a cuddly he's a cuddly guy. What were you studying? What was the yeah. the the uh, coursework that right. you were doing? So it was um, a little bit of everything. It was a, a class called Governing Britain and Its Regions, which was about um, UK government, and then also you know the devolved bodies of. Um, Wales, Northern Ireland, and Scotland, um, and that was really cool, especially in the context of, um, you know, Brexit and oh um, just its influence on, you know, some of the, um, you know, potential movements towards uh, independence of those of those regions, um, or in some cases, you know, not movement towards independence in the case of Wales. But that's another story. Anyways, <laughs> I have a lot. I I really enjoyed learning about that class. That was probably my favorite. Um, and then I also took uh, history of London, which was a walking tour class, and that was really cool. Um, uh, yeah, so history of London, UK subcultures, which was a sociology class, where we learned about like the London goth scene, which is unfortunately I think uh, dying out. Um, or the punk scene, which is very much still alive, and you know the queer scene, and uh, uh, the you know adult fans of Lego scene, just like stuff like that, you know, um, and and talking about you know like you know deviance and stuff like that. It was really interesting. Um, sometimes it starts there, and then we we import it. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I yeah. Mean, the goths. Everything goth and punk was started there. Oh, right? absolutely. Yeah. No. It, it, so much of um, you know the subcultures that we you know. I mean, I think, you know, per, maybe maybe I speak only for myself, but I think as um, Americans, we have a tendency to think that anything cool was born in Hollywood um, or, you know, <laughs> but like so much of the cool subcultures were born in, in London um, and really got very much imported here. Yeah, like punk, um, you know, so much was born out of these working class uh, British, British culture um, in the post-war period. Um, but anyways, <laughs> yeah, no, that was really fun. Um, and then, uh, and then I took a computers and languages class, which was about um, computers and uh, how we can use them to teach students languages, which I'm sure you would find interesting. Um, wow. Yeah. So, but then I would be redundant. I wouldn't be needed as a, <laughs> an ESL teacher. No, no. <laughs> it was very much clear the the limitations of that method as well. Oh, so good. But you you couldn't. Stay away from the the Pete. No, I couldn't. Pete world, not at all. Did you find the Pete world? Yes, there? I did. It took me a little bit. Um, I mean, I went to uh, first. I went to one of one of the um, debate watch parties, um, and that was sometime in late September. I think was was when that was right, or was that when was the first? So many debates. I'm sorry. So I, many debates. Um, there have been. There have been every month. So yeah. you, the first one you would have been able to go to in London would be September. Yeah. So I went to so the one in September. But yeah, no, I went to September and then uh, registered for Americans Abroad for Pete because uh, they had a couple of 
folks there from the you know um, who are you know big volunteers for the campaign. So that's that's the name of the organization is Americans Abroad for Peace. Or yeah. I don't think that's quite it. I mean, I I don't really know what their formal organizational title is, okay. but. Um, I mean, that's what the Basically poster what, said. Oh, yeah. the poster said that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you thought, hey, I'm an American abroad. And I'm for, very and I'm much for Pete. For Pete. Yeah. Um, and so then I, I did start getting involved. Um, you know, it, it, I, it was mostly the second half of my study abroad experience because I think the first half I was a little too preoccupied going to museums and concerts and everything I could, you know, get my, get my hands on. Um, um, yeah, <laughs> and as you yeah, should have been. Right, right. You know, I was sort of like wanting... I had sort of intended London London to be like a little bit my my break from politics um <laughs> like enter one leave leave my political climate behind and sort of immerse myself more in right. in British politics um and I very much did um but uh, at the same time you know especially I think it was especially after the um liberty and justice dinner I was just like Oh, I'm so excited to go back and get involved in in this again. Um, I know he was a superstar. He's he was a rock such star. A superstar, and mm-hmm. it was so cool because I mean, you know, you know, my mom is super, you know, it for for Pete, yes. and my grandma is as well oh. um, down in Three Dubuque, generation. Iowa. Oh, she's yeah, she's gets mm-hmm. to caucus. Mm-hmm. Ooh, now you finally tell me that. Yeah, no, so it's like a whole family affair. Mm-hmm. Um, my grandma like hosts events, like you know, like for her friends to get them involved in Pete and like. Yeah, she's she's a superstar. She's probably done more for his campaign than I have at this point, because um, she just knows so many people and is so good at the relational organizing, um, and just just so passionate. Um, it's it's really cool. Um, but yeah, uh, no, seeing her and my grandfather, um, who also is really in favor of Pete, and then my mom, uh, all down in this you know cold Iowa weather, waiting for for him to come on stage was just like oh, I wish I was. <laughs> and so then I was like, okay, you know, I really enjoyed my time here. I'm still enjoying my time here. I'm still going to all these different things, but you know, I think it's time for me to, you know, get back on the in the ball game of of, of volunteering for Pete. Um, and so yeah, I did a couple of different. Started going to Pints for Pete events, um, which were really fun, but like maybe not, you know the best way to bring in new people. So I met some really cool people, um, like Adrian, uh, who was friends with Pete in college at Harvard, which was really cool. Um, so she has some cool stories about him and, um, you know, really trusts him on a, on a personal level. I think they worked on the Carry campaign together as well, um, which was really cool. Um, and then I met Jim, who's one of the other uh, big organizers in London, um, and he was really... Uh, fun to to talk to, um, really nice guy, uh, and then Rick, who I volunteered with in um, in Cambridge, which I'll I'll get to, um, and then uh, I also met uh, Pete's cousin uh, Nicola Buttigieg. Um, wow. Yeah. I've seen her on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she has the Pete Mosaic Project. Um, but yeah, no, his uh, she, uh, her dad and Pete's dad both grew up in Malta together. Um, and then uh, Pete's dad, you know, obviously moved to America. Well, her dad, I think, moved to Australia. Um, and uh, yeah, she's never actually met Pete, um, but she's like talked to his mom. Um, so that's kind of cool. I don't know. I think they need to meet. I think Probably they need to meet, when yeah. He's, when he's president, yeah. Uh, but she did get to meet uh, 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 Chaston, though, um, at uh, this, um, yeah. So I guess I, I should talk about that first. Um, so, and that was one of the first things I did when I was, yeah, uh, involved in the campaign. Um, so Chaston, uh, Buttigieg came to London. Um, I think it was, he did, you know, was doing this whole European tour of like fundraisers and talks and stuff. Um, and I know in London he did, one of the things he did was a, a students abroad uh, for Pete event, which was for American students like me um, who are studying abroad in London right now, but, you know, wanted to like meet him. Um, and so I did a huge promotional uh, thing for that. Like I printed out just dozens and dozens and dozens of posters and pamphlets and stuff like that. And that was really fun. And I got to, you know, just sort of spend an afternoon going around London and primarily my neighborhood, which was, um, I guess, like the Bloomsbury, uh, Fitzrovia, Soho sort of area, which is where I think a lot of the the study abroad programs are located. 
so they were all in mostly the same area, which was nice. But yeah, I just sort of spent an afternoon walking around London and, you know, knocking on each one's door. And, you know, because I look like a student, they all let me in. And then, <laughs> you know, at the door, then they say, okay, but who are you? Do you have a student ID? And I'll be like, no, but let me tell you, have you... Uh, uh, do you want your students to be civically engaged? And they'd be like, uh, sure. I'll be like, great, because here is this event uh, that is being hosted by the husband of a presidential candidate. Um, and they'd be like, wow, that's really cool. And it's, you know, I'd be like, it's meant to get you know, four students who are studying abroad, like your students. Um, and so, uh, yeah, and so, um, you know, and it, it was kind of fun. I got to say like, uh, well, you know, the IES people already sent out an email you know, just this afternoon about about this event. So don't you want your study abroad company to, you know, be simil- you know, be similarly giving out information about these events? You don't want to seem like you're not in the loop, right? Like I didn't quite play it off like that, but like I don't know. Like I you know, I sort of used a little bit of like peer pressure, I guess, to, to get people. Oh, to I had no idea it. you were doing that. I thought you were just passing out posters. I mean <laughs> I was doing a little bit of both. Um I mean maybe I'm exaggerating the level of whatever. I don't know, but like everyone complied, I guess. That's a bad way to put it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Everyone mm-hmm. everyone was excited uh-huh. to, mm-hmm. to get their students uh, involved. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, you know, really got the word out because we had a, a huge turnout, which was really, really cool. Um, and yeah, and, and I think like I only got to see the last uh, little bit of it because I actually had class <laughs> during the time oh, of that. No. Um was my uh, UK government class though, so it was like trading one civic thing for another, I guess, you know, whatever. But you still got to go there and you still got to see Chaston? I got to see the last minute of the event. Oh, the last minute. Yes, um, and got to, you know, uh, and I knew a lot of the people who were there because I talked to them when I came to to advertise it, so that was really fun to say hey to them, um, you know, and try and continue to get them involved. Um, You know, I, you know, was held the door on people's way out and said, thanks for coming, you know, stuff like that. It was fun. Um, and yeah, I got to to meet uh, Chaston and uh, so did uh, Nicola, which was really cool. Um, oh, yeah. So that's like one degree of separation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and she was like, yeah, I got to meet my husband's cousin for the first time. I've never actually met my cousin, but he's <laughs> running for president. Um, yeah. And, and I think as a result of, of that, you know, getting to know her, um, we, uh, she actually invited me to speak uh, at a event at her school, um, which was really cool. So she is a, a computer science teacher at a um, Catholic uh, high school or, or I don't a level school, I guess, mm-hmm. um, sixth form, something like that. I don't remember. It's the all terms. different there. It's all different there. Um, but basically, yeah, um, they were doing this like uh, evening lecture you know special lecture from a couple of uh, journalists um who who do some reporting in the u.s all british journalists though so you know it was kind of uh or i think most of them all of yeah no i think both of them were uh, british journalists um so i was sort of the the token american on the panel um (laughs) which was kind of fun um and so yeah they were doing this talk about uh trump and twitter and social media and uh, because, you know, uh, Nicola was, was cousins with Pete and because she was working on the Pete Mosaic, which, you know, is a very social media driven, um, you know, project um, to get his name out. Um, <clears throat> they, uh, she invited me to, 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 to talk about, you know, um, like to sort of explain the American, you know, caucus, you know, the caucusing system in Iowa and stuff like that, and and how that related to, you know, some of the pictures that I submitted for her, for her mosaic project. Um, so yeah, that was really fun and it was cool getting to know her because um, she's she's so cool. Um, and uh, yeah, I got to work on that. Um, and uh, just giving that talk was really fun, and I don't know, it boosted my confidence a lot, you know, and my ability to talk about politics. So it was what, what it was age cool. were the um, they were the all students? like uh, like sixteen, you know, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, mm-hmm. sort of. Oh, um, good age, yeah. They yeah. were probably actually paying attention. Yeah, they were. Um, uh, yeah, it was a little. It was a little hard because like it was a Catholic school, and I was a little worried about. Um, you know, how they would react to, you know, because, like, you're not supposed to talk about, you know, gay gay people <laughs> um, at a Catholic school. Uh, it's against the, you know, the rules of the, the diocese, you know, whatever. 
um, church. And so, uh, but that, it wasn't even a problem, which was really nice. Um, so it, it was, it was, um, I mean, obviously they, they were cautious about it and stuff, but it turned out just fine. Um, so yeah, that was really interesting experience. Um, just getting to see the school, it seemed like a really cool, cool place. And I'm really grateful for that opportunity. Um, yeah. Um, so you were getting yeah, an educational experience beyond what you had signed up for yeah. in, your, in your studies, studying yeah, abroad. Yeah, for sure. Um, and uh, yeah, so that was really fun. Um, and then I, I got to do some volunteering also. Um, I uh, did um, volunteered at Whole Foods in Kensington, which is a very, very nice neighborhood um, in London um, where a lot of Americans tend to live. Um, and that was with Adrian, um, the, the woman who, uh, uh, went to college with Pete. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we, we talked to some folks. It was like right after Thanksgiving. So, um, everyone was like, you know, the idea was like that people would, you know, because they don't celebrate Thanksgiving there, that people would be doing their Thanksgiving dinners that weekend. Or at least, at least they'd want to talk about Thanksgiving right. with you, right? Have, you know, some Americans. Yeah. Yeah, to like, you know, celebrate the holiday season with. Um, but for the most part, people were like, you know, didn't know who we were or were sort of actively, you know, like a little bit avoid, you know, like, People were confused, I think, but we did get to have some really cool conversations. Uh, there was one person who was actually from South Bend who we got to meet uh, in London, you know, outside of this Whole Foods. And he was like, oh, I love Pete. Like, rock on. And so he signed up. Uh, was he there uh, in... He's from South Bend, but living in London or yeah. just visiting? I think, I can't remember okay. exactly. Well, that, well. Either way. <laughs> what are the odds? I know, right? I think he was living there, yeah. Okay. At least, at least um, short term. Or I don't think he lived in South Bend actively at that point. Um, but he knew who Pete was, which was really cool. Um, yeah, and so I got to, to sign him up. Um, and, uh, you know, just got to talk to even some like random Europeans who knew who he was, um, which was fun too. like, not just British, you know, English people, but, you know, from all over, uh, the, the, well, it's, the EU. it's very encouraging <laughs> knowing that, that yeah. uh, he was known. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, you know, a lot of people didn't know who he was too, but you know, those who didn't, you know, we got to explain it and that was fun. And, uh, we got to post, pass out a lot of, um, you know, Americans abroad voting cards, you know, um, to encourage uh, people to, to vote. Because it's, it's actually only, um, I think it's only like three or seven percent of three, either three or seven percent of eligible uh, U.S. voters living abroad actually go and vote. Which is that's sad. So sad because I'm pretty sure is it because it's a difficult procedure. It, oh, it's incredibly difficult procedure. Okay. They have to re-register every year now. Oh, and it's it's just life is like I did not realize the level. Like I guess I should have expected that the level of bureaucracy would be a lot, but um, it's cr yeah, it's wild to be like an American living abroad because you have to do like taxes in both countries. Um, because I think m most countries in the world, it's based on where you currently live, whereas in the U.S. it's where you own property. And so if you own any property in the U.S., you still have to pay U.S. taxes. Um, but then you also get to vote in that. Like, I, it's all it's all crazy. Um, so it was interesting hearing about, like, the concerns of those, those voters. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, um, and, like, how they were just very unique from any of the, um, you know, traditional, you know, voting issues that people talk about, you know, healthcare, education, you know, obviously they cared about all those things too, but like just this basic bureaucratic questions were like really affecting these voters' lives, which was really interesting. Um, wow. Because, you know, they, they like, because there's, in the UK, taxes are so easy to fill out, you know, like you don't need to hire, like they don't have accountants for taxes. They don't understand what our, our problem is with yeah. April 15th. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> And so, like, for some of them, like, they had to, you know, get, like, find the one, you know, the one accountant in the U.S. or in the in the in London who would actually do their tax, you know, help them do their taxes. Because mm -hmm. not only do they have the U.S. tax system, which is more complicated and mm -hmm. sometimes requires that, but like, they had to do that in the context of somebody living abroad, which it makes it mm -hmm. a whole other level of complexity. 
Um, so it was interesting to hear about about the concerns. Of, but you were helping by yeah. with the registration cards. Yeah, and sorry. Anyways, yes, yeah. so I was passing out information. Mm-hmm. Sorry to go off on that tangent. No, but that's really interesting yeah. information that people don't, don't right. know. Right? Yeah. Um, and and it's really sad, just like the level, uh, the lack of engagement of voters abroad. Because I think it's, you know, like in it might be in the millions of of, of Americans like, who live abroad. Like if we got all of them to vote. Yeah, exactly. Right. And like they even you know have a role in the um, Democratic primary because I think they they send delegates to the convention just like everyone else. Uh-huh. Um, and I think they start voting around the same time as um, the Super Tuesday t- states. Okay. So like big deal. Well, you, know? you made a difference then. Yeah, I, I hope so. Uh-huh. I hope so. Um, did you get to go anywhere else? Yes, I went to Cambridge uh, with Rick, um, who is such a fun dude. Uh, like I just love talking to him so much. Um, yeah, he he's yeah. Um, so it was it was cool um, going to Cambridge with him. It was not the most successful uh, cock, uh, uh, canvassing venture I've ever had because um, we were trying to go to this like. Um, like Thanksgiving event, basically, uh, and it was on Thanksgiving, and and try and um, you know hand out these uh, Americans, you know Americans voting, uh, vote from abroad cards, um, and uh, the people who were organizing the event didn't particularly want us there, um, but we still got some 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 good conversations in anyways, and it was really fun to to see Cambridge again. So yeah, um, so that's sort of what the most most of the things I did. Um, but yeah, the people the people there were were just really cool. Um, you know, Adrian gave me some really good advice about you know politics and and um, you know getting involved uh, civically and um, just you know it was cool hanging out with Rick and, uh, and Nicola and it was just um, it was really fun. Yeah. People are the best people. They really are. Yeah. Okay. Did you make any side trips? I mean, really? So, like, did you leave the UK at all? Oh, I did. Yes. Um, so I, I went uh, to um, Edinburgh and got to see the Scottish Parliament um, and compare that with, um, you know, the UK's Parliament. And I also got to go to the Senedd um, in, in Wales, in Cardiff, and, and compare, you know, their Parliament um, to, to the UK or to the, you know, English, well, UK Parliament. Yeah, because yeah, right. their whole system is, is I, wild. I know. But um I know what you're asking about in particular, which did you, is did you live did you leave the British Isles? Yes, which is that I went to Malta. <gasps> Malta. Yes, it was so fun. It was it's a gorgeous country. Um I highly recommend people visit. I went there for five nights um and got to see all three islands. Um it's uh, Malta is the main one, and then Gozo is to the north, and then uh Comino is a very small island that's right between the two, um, which it has this beautiful, beautiful uh, lagoon, um, which I got to actually go swimming in the ocean in, um, which was really fun. Uh, but yeah, so I got to, to see uh, Malta, and um, it's just, yeah, it's really cool, a mix of like... And did history. you ask anybody if they knew about Pete Buttigieg yeah. running for president in the United States? Um, and <laughs> people did, yeah. Um, there was, I, I, even this 15-year-old girl I talked to on the bus who was uh, coming home from her remedial chemistry classes um, and does not particularly like, uh, you know, politics. Even she knew who he was because her politics teacher had talked about him in, in class. Um, but, but you know, some people did know who he was, some people didn't. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was cool. Um, and it was also cool to see, like, Buttigieg is a, a really common last name there. I know people talk about how Pete wouldn't be the first you know, President Buttigieg, because Malta's already had one. <laughs> um, but, like, it really is such a common last name there. Um, the first night that I was there, I stayed at an Airbnb um, in um, near Valletta. It was in San, Santa Lucia, or, yeah, Santa Lucia, or something like that. Um, I, I don't know how to pronounce it in, in, in Maltese, but um, her last name was Buttigieg. And I didn't even know that until after I was, you know, there. Uh, and then I also bought cheese in Gozo, um, and uh, which is was really cool to to taste their cheese. But that was also made by somebody named Buttigieg, um, which I also, for the record, did not buy the cheese just because of that. I did not know the person's last name when I decided to buy the cheese. Just oh, for come the record. On. But if you, it doesn't matter. You would have bought the cheese. Maybe even more with the name. Yes. If you knew the name. <laughs> So did you did you hear how it was pronounced? Uh, I well, 
Nicola has talked to me a couple of times and tried to ex- explain it, but I think it's like Buttigieg. It's Buttigieg. like Buttigieg. Buttigieg. Um, but like the Zhez is, 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 is more prominent, I think. Buttigieg. Yeah, I'm, 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 I like that. I like. Yeah, that, I might yeah. be making this up. Yeah, the je. No, I, I remember seeing that that video that that was made. Yeah, about, uh, in Malta, it was uh-huh. fun, and, and that sounds like how they pronounced it. Yeah. Oh so, my gosh! Yeah. What a wonderful experience. It was really cool. Yeah. Um, and now, yeah. and you had to say goodbye to all of of your friends. Your, yes. Your Pete friends and Pete people are the best people. Yes, they are. But. Uh, and you're home now. I'm home now, yes. Yeah. Well, it's not over yet. Not, no. Not until November no. 2020. And even Oof. so. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And we've just begun. Yes, yes. So you're, you'll still stay involved now in your home. You can take a little break for Christmas. But then we have January in Iowa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you going to be helping out? Oh, yes, absolutely. I will be down there as much as I possibly can. Um within, you know, w- within what I can do. So, yes, I'm actually taking all of uh, next semester off from college um, and all of fall 2020 as well, I should hope, um, so that I can uh, uh, do what I can to, to help Pete win because uh, he is on a roll in Iowa from what I have seen and heard, and it is quite exciting to be uh, back in the middle of it. Back in the part of it and to feel like that uh, the barometer that uh, that that the nation will go the same way. Yes, yes. That's a lot of school to take off, but I think you said something about history in the making. Yeah, wanting to be part of it. Yeah, I mean, I think like, you know, we always like say like, you know, I want to do something more for the world than than you know what I would otherwise be able to do, I guess, and and to make my mark, and like. You know, it's easy. It might be easy for me to say, like, well, you know, not right now, not right now, because right now I'm in school. Right now, my job is to be in school. But you know, I don't have a family to take care of. I don't have, you know, like, you know, I, I want to go into politics anyways and helping people anyways. And uh, you know, I'm in a place where I can financially afford to take a semester off and and work for a campaign. Um, you know, especially if I'm you know, paid in in certain roles. Um, like, so like, why wouldn't I do that? You know? So yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm really excited. You're going to have some downtime now though, right? Yes. Just kind of chill and it's winter Mm -hmm. in Minnesota. And luckily it's winter Minnesota. So then when we go to Iowa, I'll be helping in Iowa too. We are not going to experience weather shock. No, I experienced my weather shock yesterday. Yes. Weather shock. Mm Mm-hmm. But we'll pray for good driving conditions. Yes. That's going to be the main thing going down to Iowa. Hey, uh, if I'm going to be commuting down there um, in between, you know, work here um, for that month, uh, I'm a little, like it'll be a little bit less guilty because I have a Prius, but because I have a Prius, it's also two-wheel drive, and I'm a little oh, nervous right. about that. Yeah, except yeah. for you can, if you get stuck in the snow, you basically can have, you know, get a couple of strong men to pick up the car and move it, right? Or strong women. Mm-hmm. Yes, sorry. <laughs> yes. Strong um, people. Strong people. No, but uh, yeah, no. Oh, um, my goodness. Well, so we are going to end this now. Thank you so much for right. for you. This is a fantastic interview. Fascinating. Yeah. Uh, and Thank I you. hope you will continue to have these amazing experiences that we call the Pete effect. Pete, any, anything could fall under the umbrella of the Pete effect. But yes. let's wish him well with our Go Pete. Yes. Are you ready? Go Pete! Woo! Thanks for listening to Twitter Travels for Pete. Everyday people excited about Pete Buttigieg for president. I wonder where I'll be going next. <laughs>